RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. We'd like to share an interview with you from the recent past. This story was proven popular among fellows at the time, and we believe new listeners to RAC's post-op podcast will enjoy it too. We do hope you enjoyed this interview with Dr. Thomas Schaefer from November 2019. For many doctors, the idea of volunteering overseas is an exciting one. The opportunity to test skills, a desire for challenge and a humanitarian spirit are what drives practitioners like Thomas Schaefer, an orthopaedic surgeon from Western Australia. He's travelled twice to the troubled region of Gaza in the Middle East, and while dealing with incredibly confronting medical situations, he and his team have made a significant difference to treatment there and surgical processes more broadly. Volunteering has enhanced Dr Schaefer's love for surgery and given him a valuable perspective of the craft as it's performed both here and overseas. But first, Dr Schaefer begins by telling Nicole Goodman about the work he does in Australia. I came to Australia first in 2009 After finishing my uh, training as an orthopaedic surgeon in Switzerland, I came over to do a fellowship in Fremantle, Western Australia. That's how I ended up in Australia. That's where I met my wife. We are the typical cliche story of nurse and doctor. That's just how it goes sometimes. And after a short stint back in Switzerland, being head of the trauma department in my hometown of Basel, I uh, came back uh, because there was an opportunity opening up um, to uh, develop an orthopedic department here in Albany. And um, that's what I've been doing from 2013 to 2018, which was very, very challenging, but also uh, extremely rewarding and great work. And now I have a bit of time with the kids and do some humanitarian work for a couple of years. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Okay. And so what does that work look like overseas? What kind of work do you do there? So I'm deployed by Doctors Without Borders um, as an orthopaedic surgeon. So I go to do surgery in these regions. It entails everything a little bit. So you you mainly do surgery, but there's also in, in every mission that we go to, there is processes that haven't been battened down yet. There is uh, certain things that need fixing. Um, in uh, one of my last missions, we were building up a clinic information system where the theatres actually were able to talk to the outpatient clinics so that we had the same information about the patients because, as you can imagine, that's sometimes a bit more challenging than in the westernised world where everything is just set up perfectly in our hospitals for us. So what attracted you to volunteer work? Look, I think every doctor that goes into the field says uh, at some stage, oh, it would be great to do something humanitarian. And I always said it in the back of my mind. The thing is, when you train as a surgeon, maybe general or orthopedic surgeon or whatever subspecialty you choose, you, you have to wait quite a while before you're potent enough, so to speak, to work by yourself and, and go into the field. Because, yeah, as a young registrar, you, you're just not prolific enough to do the work. So this actually having having this time being now in the middle ages let's put it this way with 45 it's actually a great opportunity because i didn't have to wait till my retirement to do it like many of the surgeons do actually so this is really good does it challenge you in a different way oh absolutely yes it's quite interesting because at first you go in and you're, you're a little bit nervous because you don't know what expects you on the other end 
but the challenges are completely different than what you imagined they could be. So may it be resources, you, you go in there and you think, oh, there might be very limited resources, which sometimes is not the case. And there is the language barrier, of, of course, in certain regions, uh, but it can all be overcome. And, and that's a really amazing, amazing feeling once you're there and once you get worked in. So, yeah, it is challenging in different ways than, than your everyday job here in Australia, but it's definitely rewarding as well. And where have you travelled to volunteer? So, so far, I'm a MSF, Médecins Sans Frontières baby, so to speak. Uh, I've, I've done it for a year now. And I have had two stints in the Gaza Strip or in the Palestinian territories of Gaza. And I'm about to leave to Haiti to uh, open another trauma hospital there. You've been in Gaza this year. Is there a success story from your time in this particular hotspot? Definitely, definitely. So I had the rare chance to actually go there twice in in a time of five months, which uh, helps a lot because you can actually see your work being finished down the line, so to speak. So if I think of one patient, for example, uh, young Mohammed, a 15-year-old boy that went to the Friday protests, because that's how people get injured in Gaza. They go to the protests at the border fence on Fridays after the main prayer. And um, he was injured four weeks before I got there first in January 2019. So his injury was around the 7th of December. And when I first saw him, he had still open wounds, um, still in a very high degree of infection with multi-resistant um, uh, bacteria that still hadn't been under control. And uh, this is overlying a broken bone. And so uh, it was very challenging. I operated about seven times on him alone in January and uh, it was a long-term plan. But to then finish it off, I got a small video uh, from a plastic surgeon colleague of mine uh, in June who said, oh, you might want to see this. And there is young Mohammed walking again through the clinics and waving at me and say, hi, Thomas, thank you, in his broken English. And, and that's just amazing. And I was able to see him again when I went back now. So, so fantastic. And there's a couple of these stories that uh, just show you how good it is. It's very challenging because the um, situation in Gaza itself is quite overwhelming due to the constant influx of, of patients every week. So it's an ever-growing patient pool that uh, the local Ministry of Health just is inundated with patients. And because these patients have these um, injuries to their lower legs, with a lot of them having infection in the bone, that means they are long-term patients, you know, that need two, three, four years of treatment. But Every week there's new ones coming additionally, so your patient pool is growing ever so much and um, and that's really devastating. And seeing how much we were able to do in five months by opening up a microbiology lab to get the right test results for the bacteria and to be able to do focused um, treatment of these injuries, uh, that's a success story in itself. What does conducting surgery look like when you're volunteering? So it's a little bit like uh, my five-year-old says from pre-primary school, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Um, <laughs> you're quite surprised because you go in with this uh, doomed feeling of I'm not going to have resources, I'm not going to have the right tools to do my job. And surprisingly, sometimes there is actually everything there. But then certain things like a specific suture that is a very common thing to have here, we suddenly don't have it. And so you have to adapt a little 
bit. And, and surgeons are quite particular with their uh, tools of choice sometimes. We are a bit special in that way. And you just have to be a bit more um, uh, open to, to use what's on site and to adjust to the local way of how things are being done. I've learned that it's very important to listen to the locals and to just get in and get a feel about the place because these are not unexperienced people. On the contrary, they are very, very experienced. The theatre nurses you work with uh, have been doing this in this long-lasting conflict, have been doing this for a long time. So you just go there and start listening and try to find out what's needed of you. Mm-hmm. And then so having said all of that, how would you compare that to conducting surgery in Australia? Oh, it's definitely a game of resources. I mean, I was always a bit of an advocate that surgeons need to know what they have at their disposition and also what that costs. So the costs of your implants, the costs of of your surgery, the theatre time and so on. And you're much more aware of that in the field because you're working with the money of donors, of course. And um, so if a screwdriver is not the perfect fit, you know, in Australia, we will we'll unpack three more until we have the right one because we're so used to having everything at hand. And I know re-sterilizing a screwdriver is about $20 and that's how much our, our young neighbour, a 14-year-old neighbour of ours has donated on Christmas to MSF so I'm not going to waste his donation by just having another screwdriver unpacked it's just as a small example. So Thomas what have you learned from your time as a volunteer working overseas? The first thing that surprised me was the resilience of people in need um, and, and how amazing people react to times of hardship and I think we probably all adjust a little bit to the level of hardship that we get onto and and this is a a flexible way that the human beings um, sort themselves out but the amount of happiness I've seen in the Gaza Strip which is literally under constant pressure from the outside is just amazing. I have witnessed less aggression or violence against nurses and doctors than in your average work week in an Australian emergency department by the patients. And um, and just that, and people are there to work. We've lost this a little bit uh, in the westernized world. You know, we, we go to work. Yes, we, we still do it for the right reasons, hopefully. But the nurses I've worked with, the physios, all the national staff, so meaning the Palestinians that we work with, are just so eager to help and to work with you that it's just a joy. It's an absolute joy. Mm. So then to finish, how has your time volunteering informed the way that you practice surgery in Australia? It's simply opened my eyes to how much resources we sometimes waste. And I don't want to put us down. We do it in in very good intention. But I think that we can really adjust the way that we use our our resources here in in Australia and in the westernized world and that we're a bit more aware because we know health cost is going up and and health will always be an ever-growing pie of our spending, of, of the national spending. And it's up to us to really make sure that we put our part in there to break the the cost rise. But everybody has their problem. So secondary, it doesn't matter if you just have a, a hallux that disturbs you every day or if you've been shot in the leg. Your problem is your problem and we have to listen to the patients and, and treat them accordingly. So it's made my love for the job absolutely grow again uh, to a new height. So I'm very lucky to have found MSF and, and Doctors Without Borders for myself, for my realisation of being a, a surgeon. 
orthopaedic surgeon, Dr. Thomas Schaefer. RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.